Welcome to You Influence Podcast, where you will hear everything you need to learn how to be a man or woman of influence for the better in your personal and professional life, in business, at work, and in your social life. Becoming a person of positive influence has an invaluable effect in ways we cannot imagine, but can only be felt in personal fulfillment. Welcome back, influencers, to another episode of Mavi Said Monday. This is episode 15 of the You Influence podcast. We're fairly new and we're loving the experience. Today, um, I want to talk to you about something that is kind of emotional for me. Well, at least it has been very emotional uh, when I started learning more about it. And when I say it, it was actually being applied to me. So before I tell you what I went through to learn what I want to talk to you about today, here are a couple of questions that I want to ask you to just something to think about. How many of you know people that are very ambitious, that are big thinkers, they go into a business or some type of endeavor or they embark on a new profession and they fail. Maybe it has happened to you. Maybe you're going through that right now. Maybe you know of people that are close to you and you're watching them struggle. Now, of course, there are multiple factors that could contribute to that, right? But there's one factor and I'm not, I'm not only going to speak from my experience. I'm only going to talk. I'm also going to talk to you about it from studying other situations, other scenarios, um, f- from reading it from multiple books, right? Uh, pr- uh, human behavior books as well, and of course, applying it to myself. Only realizing how true it is for a lot of us. So like I said, there, there may be multiple factors on why people fail in their plans or even in executions. But one of the leading reasons why people don't succeed has nothing to do with you know, self-discipline or consistency. All of those things are true. Yes, you cannot take those away. Those are actionable steps. Those are things that you could actually measure and say, you know what? This is where you dropped the ball. This is where we didn't deliver. This is where we came short. This is where what we didn't do, right? This is what we should have done. Those are all the things that you can actually look at, measure, and improve upon. But the one thing that is um, causing all of this heartache and headache is the subconscious negative expectation. Here's what I mean by that. We want to win. We plan to succeed. We want to have success. But subconsciously, we expect to lose. Now, it doesn't make any sense. I know. If it does, that's great. You are unique. For most people, it doesn't make any sense, and I am one of those most people. Several years ago, an older man 
told me he was successful in his own right when it comes to financial success. But he was a failure in many other areas of life, family, personal fulfillment, relationships, friendships, right? And it, it's not, <clears throat> excuse me, it's not my accusation, but it's, it was evident by observing his lifestyle. But I still had a lot of respect for him because, number one, he was older, much older, and financially, he was successful. But that's about it. So at some point, he told me that, Raphael, he's like, you're very ambitious. You are working long hours. I can see the passion and a desire in your eye. He's like, I cannot take that away from you. He's like, but there's one thing about you that will cause you to never succeed. And mind you, he did not say it in this tone right the way I'm communicating with you right now. He said it during an argument that him and I had. And he said it with an accusation of me failing. So I looked at him and I couldn't understand what the heck he meant. Like, what do you mean? You know, what do you mean by that? He said, well, you want to win, you're hungry. He said, but you expect to lose. He said, it is ingrained in your mind that you will lose. He said, you just don't know about it. I'm like, how, does, how is that even possible? Right? I, I, I didn't just think it. I asked him, how is that possible? How can somebody want to win so badly, but subconsciously expect to lose? Is that even real? He said, that's what you are, and that's what you will always have. You will never succeed in life. That, it ripped my soul out, those words, for two reasons. Number one, I didn't understand it, and because of the way he said it, I was trying to understand it, but I couldn't. And the second reason is because he just stepped on my ambition, and that is one thing I cannot tolerate from anybody and will not never tolerate from anyone, somebody who is trying to step on my ambition. Okay, it's just not going to happen. So I took that and I didn't forget about it. I just brushed it off simply because it didn't make any sense. I couldn't figure out how is it possible for a human being to be so ambitious, to want to win so badly, they're willing to work 19 hours a day for it, not see their family, but subconsciously be programmed for a loss. So guess what? Sometime fast forward, I was in a really low place in my life and I had to kind of break myself down and rebuild myself because failure was not an option, no matter what. That's one thing that was ingrained in my mind. Subconsciously, consciously, this was like a, it is what it is. It's written in stone. Failure is not an option. And because of that, because of that guide in my mind, I started to dissect what he told me. And I started looking into it. So I, I looked into, I started Googling it. I started reading articles by, you know, um, mental health professionals. Like, what, what is the idea, right? And then they were bringing people into, um, into an example of, how this actually 
works in real life. When people are ambitious, they go into big businesses, they dump a lot of money into a project, but they expect to lose. And it's only uncovered after digging deep into the human history. That, I'm sorry, the human being's history. Okay, that individual. So after learning about that practice, I started doing this for myself. And I'm going to share with you today on how you can do this with yourself, right? Or if you're not in that position today, maybe you know someone who is struggling. Maybe you can pass along this information to them, okay? So when he said that I was subconsciously programmed to expect to lose, I took that, right, and I put all of my ambitions, all of my hunger, all of my dedication, all of my commitment to personal and professional development on the shelf. Why? Because I knew it's there. That's not going anywhere. I'm like, let me resolve this issue that he accused me of. And I started tracing back from my, again, this is based on what I've learned from a specialist, right? I started reading a lot about it. And what I've learned is the following, is that since I was a little kid, I started thinking about situations where my expectations were not met. Not only they weren't met, they, were, they actually were the opposite of what I wanted, what I expected. And over the course of several years, we're talking about from the age of probably, I would say, six or seven, all the way to about 25 or 26, there were events that happened in my life that actually proved that man right. I hate to say it, but he was right. Okay? So let me take you through the process of what I've done and how I was able to correct it and what happened once I uncovered it and how my business started to develop after that. Okay? So when I was a kid, we lived, you know, fairly well. You've heard in the first episode probably of this podcast. You know the story. If you haven't, definitely check it out. Um, but we never had a pet in the house. So I had these pets outside in the backyard. And two of my pets actually got killed when I was a little kid. They got killed by other kids, maybe about a year or two or three older than me. And they did it maliciously knowing that they belonged to me. And when I would wake up in the morning, I would find one pet that got killed. I'm not going to go into the details, but it was very graphical. And it left a mark on me. Right? The second pet was also killed. And one of them was actually, you know, it, it was a, a kitten. It was a very, very graphic scene, and for me, that was just huge letdown. So that was one expectation that was not just met, but it was it worked in reverse, right? Now, fast forward, we decided to immigrate to U.S. from uh, USSR. So that meant I had to leave all of my friends. I was 12 years old already, so I developed great friendships. Um, I had to leave my childhood crush behind who I had a crush on since the age of four, and here I was at 12, right? So having to leave everything there, as a kid, you don't understand, like adults make decisions, you just follow along, right? So all of those things, I had to go through that process. Now, check this out. 
Coming to a new country, this was my expectation arriving in US. Because for a couple of years before coming to this country, uh, we watched movies. We watched movies like, you know, uh, Miami Vice. We watched movies with Sylvester Stallone, with Schwarzenegger, uh, about the cops, right? And most of the movies that we were watching, uh, they, the scenery that was portrayed in the movies were palm trees and sunny days. So I guess they were shot either in Miami or LA, right? So we arrive in US. And I mean, first of all, we get to the uh, we, we arrive at the airport at JFK, and we get we we are greeted by our extended family, and then all of a sudden I see my family in line. I have no idea for what, and I then I see an envelope a couple of minutes later, and that was basically a handout, something that I wasn't used to seeing. Again, like I said before, we're very well off uh, as a family financially there back home and I see I saw a handout maybe about a hundred bucks or so and for me that was a sign of let down like why are we taking money from other people right so that was a let down again now we leave the airport and it is cold because we arrived in December in New York it is cold okay it is at night we get put in the car and now we're being transported into our apartment. So on the way there, it's about a half an hour drive. And I'm looking out the window and I'm seeing, this is 1991, all right? Back when things were not looking well for New York City. And outside of the car, I'm seeing all of these things that are like, yikes, I can't believe we got here. This is what you call the land of opportunity. This is New York. This is America. This is ridiculous. That's what it is. Because I'm like, where are my palm trees? Where's the warm weather? Why is why are the streets dirty? Why are there gates on the stores? Not pretty windows. Okay. So all of these expectations, again, they're like working reverse. I had to, you know, get a job in wintertime at the age of 12, carrying bags, picking up bottles, uh, you know, trash diving, like all the like nonsense that a large majority of immigration went through, right? And then as a kid growing up, going to school, I got mugged, I got beaten, I got jumped. Uh, then, you know, at 16, I had, you know, saw my parents uh, go through a divorce, uh, through which, and also after the divorce, I carried a heavy load of guilt, right? So all of these things, like, you know, wanting to win, wanting to have a pet, wanting to be with my friends, wanting to end up with my childhood crush, you know, wanting to arrive in a warm country with palm trees and none of it working out for you none right then wanting to actually you know enjoy time with family and then you had to go and work after school at the age of 12 wanting to arrive home on time after school and you get mugged and you get beaten right wanting to have my parents live till old age but seeing them go through a divorce and not wanting to have the guilt trip of being at ease but then you have the guilt of their divorce as a 16 year old um, you know, fast forward career, right? Building a career, going to college. Um, what I thought was going to be a career ended up a stepping stone into what has developed a, uh, a new path, career path, not having to finish college, leaving my career path behind, uh, leaving everything. I'm talking about all the benefits, the 401s, everything. People thought I was nuts. Okay. So going through all of that and 
in my opinion, at that time, I considered a career failure. Uh, fast forward, I got into real estate, eventually got my broker's license, partnered up with two other people to open up our own franchise, thought doing really great. My part of the money partnership actually um, is the amount of money that helped open up, physically open up that location. And then as soon as we had the grand opening, uh, I basically was forced out by two other partners without even realizing that was their plan originally, right? So in my opinion, at that time, I thought I'm like, I got backstabbed. Realistically, I was, but it was still my fault because it was my decision. It was my doing, meaning I accepted it. I tolerated that behavior, okay? Uh, shortly after I got married, I got married at a young age of 24. You know, I questioned my marriage, like all of these things going through my head. And you don't think about them as you move through life because you hope for the better and then you get smacked, not just with reality, but with the complete opposite of what you were going for. Then shortly after, I lost my uncle at a very young age, which I never thought is like possible because I never lost anybody that young before. Great physical health. Goes to work in the morning. Sunday, he comes back from a European trip. You know, goes to work on Monday, very happy, and never came back home. So all of these things adding up, subconsciously have set into my mind as a realistic expectation. So what happened was I formed my subconscious mind for failure, even though consciously i wanted to win i wanted bigger things i wanted better relationships i wanted better everything i wanted better um status in my financial uh statement in my bank account all of those great things but subconsciously unfortunately i programmed myself to fail and i didn't even realize it and according to the studies is that people that go through that process they do that to themselves without realizing they're programming themselves for failure. They want to succeed, but they expect to lose. It's an oxymoron, yes. But it's the reality, it's the hard, cold truth. What I've found out is that a lot of people do that. And I was one of them. And I hated the man who told me that. I already hated him for the things that he was doing in the business that we were with, but I hated him even more for saying it, and I couldn't accept that as the truth, but I hate to say it, and he was right, and guess what? Him saying it to me at that moment was the biggest gift I have received as an adult outside of having kids. That was the biggest gift that he gave me because it caused me to self-evaluate, to become more self-aware. I had to break myself down and track back, trace back to my beginning memory since I was three. And as early as I can think as far as where my expectations worked against me were, uh, was at the age of six or seven when uh, my pets got killed, right? Uh, but my earliest memory actually began at three. So I had to trace back that long ago to figure out what is it that he meant by this. 
after reading so much research on human development. So all of these things that we hear about, you know, discipline, having a grit, having a plan, having goals, um, you know, being committed, all of these things are necessary, absolutely. But these are all the things that we can measure, that we can trace, that we can track, that we can improve on, that we can scale on. But this thing that I'm talking about, which is subconscious programming to lose, the expectation to lose, is non-traceable. Meaning, you can only trace it back, but you cannot pinpoint it as a faulty characteristic today. You can only find it by going inward instead of looking outward. Instead of looking for these behaviors that you're doing that are not serving your purpose, you have to go inward and backward to figure out why. When you do that, everything will change for you. And I mean everything. Whether it's in your family, whether it's in your work, whether it's in your business, whether it's in your community, organization, in your religious community, no matter what you're doing, everything will change for you when you know exactly what you're made of. See, I didn't know what I was made of because I was missing that component. I was missing a big component. So if you, if you were to have, let's say, 10 pieces of the puzzle and all you need is 10 and nine of them you think you have it figured out. You, you don't know it's nine. You think it's everything you need. You have your commitment. You have your goal. You have your ambition. You have your plan. You have your ability to execute. Maybe you have the funding. And you think you have everything you need to succeed. But it's that one little thing that will ruin all of those things if you don't know what it is. It is like the hidden cancer that just spoils everything. So if you're struggling to achieve something and you've been at it for a long time, and when I say long, I'm talking about two, three, four, five, six, maybe 10 years, and you just can't find yourself, you can't do it, you can't get it done, and you think you got it all figured out, think about if you are conditioned and programmed to lose. Do that exercise. Guys, believe me, it works. You can research this because I did. I didn't like what I heard. As a matter of fact, I wanted to understand it, but I didn't want to believe it. Only several months later, I went back because I had to. It was just bugging me. Okay? Do that exercise, guys, and I promise you, you will be glad that you went through this exercise. It's not a five or 10 minute exercise, okay? It took me about two or three weeks to get it done. Maybe it's gonna take you, you know, faster. Maybe it's gonna take you longer. But get it done, trust me, and you will be amazed with your results once you figure it out, once you write everything out, and you change your expectations. And when you realize that your past has nothing to do with your future, subconsciously and consciously you will succeed every step of the way guys thank you for listening remember you are an influence just be the right kind
Thank you for listening to this podcast. I appreciate each and every one of you for tuning in. And if you haven't subscribed to this podcast already, please show us your support by subscribing and leaving a positive review to help us advance on the chart. You can always connect with me on social media by searching for Rafael Mavi at Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or LinkedIn. If you have any questions or just want to drop a line, the fastest way to get a hold of me is through my Instagram. Until next time.